off well on television is to be yourself or then again maybe not <laughs> hello and welcome to x-rated the x-men animated review show uh i am your host dev nito the master of the magnetic arts lead us lead us lead us lead us Oh, no, no. Hosting this show is fine for me. Thank you. Thank you. And with me, as always, is my co-host. Famous, rich, and human-looking. <laughs> I mean, Mary I, Andre. I mean, one of those things is accurate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Famous? <laughs> Truro's most famous, you might say. I am now. Yeah. Mar Mary Andre. What's Mary Andre? Marianne is one of the mutants that's hanging around in the in the background, and that's uh, worshipped by Nito. Deep cut, deep cut. Yep, instead of the most like Andre. What are you doing, Cat? Jesus, All right, fair enough. And we have a special guest. Marianna is the character. Sorry, she's the little green Morlock, the one from the Christmas. Oh, her. Yeah, I know her. Remember our favorite right. Christmas episode? Oh yeah, the best. And that was the voice of our special guest here tonight. A mutant ringleader! And I revealed him! <laughs> mutant ringleader. Guy Blanchard. Guy Grigg is just right off the rails in this episode again. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, God, he's crazy on this. Yes, I love it. <laughs> he's ridiculously insane. <laughs> Top-tier top ex-goon. Thanks for joining us, Daniel. Oh, thank you guys for having me. This is such a pleasure. I've been so excited. I mean, I would like to say that you guys invited me, but I feel like I talked you into having me here instead. Am I not? Uh, well, well, probably, David. That did me. happen, yeah. but I was going to invite you anyway. So yes. you just beat me to the punch. Probably, Davin, probably Davin more than me because he usually looks after that stuff. But, um, you know, I'm always happy to talk X-Men with cool people and uh, obviously supporters <laughs> of the show. So I'm happy you're here, man. This is awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So did you just came from a con, didn't you? Or so yeah, you met I was Cal. No, so, so this is hysterical. So <laughs> it's not so much at, met as peered at him through the bushes. <laughs> no, I, no, you're close to that. So, <laughs> I, was at, I was at Comic Con in New York, and um, I saw I, I saw this jacket walking from distance. I'm like, I know that jacket, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's Cal Dodd. And I, he walked by. I'm like, oh my god, you're Cal Dodd. And his response was, yeah, and just kept walking by. I'm like. <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize he was signing there or I would have, you know, lined up for whatever. But I was like, okay, so I got, so I kind of had a conversation with Cal Dodd. Well, I'd say, I think by the, the stringent definitions of what a conversation is, uh, that seems to check the boxes. <laughs> you spoke, he responded in turn to what you said, you know, whether it's right. short or not, doesn't really stop it from being accurate. Right. And then I told Dad, oh. and I'm like, is, uh, Lenore Zan is here too, I'm like, but I can't, I haven't found her, and I did not find her, unfortunately, because I would have loved, loved, loved to have just said hi to her because she's yeah. fabulous. She's very sweet. I'm sure she, she would have been very happy to yeah. play with you. She would have. She would have made your day. <laughs> no. That this was the opening segment of. Well, let's catch up on old times. <laughs> <laughs> What are they up to? 
What you think they're doing up there? What are they up to? I was forgetting so, about that. So, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think they're doing down there in New York other than, you know, crime? We just heard the cops go by. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my it's goodness. not playing to every stereotype about New York. He's, that's true. That's true. He's got like just crime. He's eating a hot dog, like you know, <laughs> a, pre- a pretzel. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there's, there's lots. Have of you ever there. said, "I'm walking here"? No, I would say like, "How you doing?" Like Joey from the Friends show. Okay, right? that's, but that's like, but, but I mean, that's very. No, I don't do that. Like, come on, stereotypical New York. Come on, stereotypical (laughs) Italian, but you know, kind of works for the New Yorkers too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a ton going up here in New York. Um, Comic Con was huge. There's so many people there. Um, I even copped out on Saturday and Sunday because there's just so many people and the crowds are just massive. But I, I, I can do Thursdays and do my shopping and get my toys and my comics and Fridays, same thing. Um, But yeah, I saw you and McGregor on Thursday. Oh, awesome. that was that was interesting. He's found a good. I'm gonna talk a little shit right. Ooh, sorry, crap right now. No, and, uh, don't worry. This is an X-rated show. Yeah, it is an X-rated show. Um, for the first like 20 or 30 minutes, he talked about how he liked his coffee and tea and like a little bit of bagels. But besides that, he didn't talk about that much. So I actually ended up leaving. <laughs> um, you and McGregor is gonna like see me on the street and throw something at me when next time he's he's but, he's a huge <laughs> supporter of this show. So he's yeah, I know. Yeah, he's always logging on to the show. So. Yeah, that's right. He's um, constantly commenting and haggering us to be on it. We're like, you're Star Wars. This is X Men. We yeah. can't have you. Never on. been on X Men. Being an X Men, leave us alone. You and we'll McGregor. Yeah, geez. How you dare you, you? And how dare you? You and but yeah. So um, true. So it, it was good. It, it, I had a good con, honestly. It was like I, I did everything I wanted to do in terms of like shopping and catching up with friends and gossiping about X Men and what's going on and the future and the past and all that good stuff. So yeah, I had a good time here in New York at Comic Con. So yeah, it was great. Are you, are you a native New Yorker? Or are you just there for the con? No, no, I live here. Um, I've been here for fifteen years now. Um, I moved here after graduate school um, and knew that this is where I always wanted to be and I felt it would be where <laughs> my type of person <laughs> would be accepted and, and and yeah great so I'm I'm, I'm glad to be here for oh, those good. 15 years. Where, where yeah. was home originally? It was in Massachusetts. Um, oh, shout okay. out to my shout out to my mom because I think she's listening. Um, she's uh, 71 mom maybe you're 72 I don't know but yeah so she, hi uh, Daniel's mom. <laughs> hi Miss Blanchard. Yeah, this is what I that's her. So yeah, but I moved here 15 years ago, um, and now I live here. I started my own business, and yeah, here I am, just being a comic, cool, geek, and enjoying it. So yeah, you're in the right place, and we're we're fans of Mass. Anybody in the East Coast is good. We're you know, you're, oh, New York yeah. is still East Coast, I guess. So it's but uh, just a little. It's all the same jet stream we share. That's yeah, right. You're right. I mean. I always find that fundamentally funny when people don't understand what the like weather is like here in Nova Scotia. They're like, I'm like, it's the same as New York. Have you been to New York? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, it's the same. Like, it's exactly blows blows in from there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Can I can I share a a couple of tidbits with you guys on how I I know you? So I started off listening to you guys because Eric and Julia Leewald, you know, the previous they're great. They're awesome. Excellent. Excellent. so the, the, the first podcast I heard from them was with you guys. And I'm like, oh, these guys are hysterical. So then I started following you guys. And more recently, and Davin, I know you know this, um, you sent me something. And my husband was like, who is Davin Scalphorn? And like, yeah, what true. is he sending to you? And Davin, do you remember what I told you he said to me? 
<laughs> Who is this guy oh. sending you X-rated yeah, stuff? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Who's the guy sending you X-rated stuff? I'm like, this guy from Canada is sending me X-rated stuff, and this is going awesome. So um, <laughs> And then my most recent memory of you, Andre, is when you came to came at me for um, Jubilees. Let me see my notes. Jubilees oh, yeah. Fairy Theater. Fairy when Theater. I, I, I posted the um, the gif of Michael Jackson in the popcorn. I was like, right. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this. And you were like, who is this guy commenting on like, you know, with this gif? And this is not that bad. I'm like, oh God. I'm like, I'm like Andre is going <laughs> no, to kill me. No, I'm no, like, no, <laughs> I, I thought that was hysterical. But anyways, you guys make my commutes on during the weekdays on the oh. subway to wherever I have to go. So I... Thank you guys, and I'm so excited to be here. Oh, that's very sweet. So, Davin, finally, after you know five seasons of the show, uh, I finally feel like somebody's listening to it. So that's really good. <laughs> I think that we finally got into some close, some some uh, got into a place of uh, acceptance, and and, and uh, you know, Daniel's our target audience. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I think we hit her hit her mark. Then I'm very happy. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a, a, a you know a curmudgeon for sure. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the episode was not that. That episode particularly wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't like the worst thing in the history of the world either. But, Sam wants to know if we'll do a series retrospective. It's not a bad idea, I suppose. I mean, as a fan, I suppose we should have asked the previous uh, guy too, Adam, right? Huh? The other ex Guten? Yeah, that we had in the show. Like, Ryan. Ryan. Sorry, Ryan, if you're listening, I'm sure you were. Um, yes. Some reason Adam was stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, hearing from the people that listen to the show and what they enjoy about it, and uh, you know, and that, and that they enjoy it is always nice and, and good to hear. So, obviously, Daniel, you have to pick who your favorite host is. I assume it's me, but I just need clarifications. It's the guy with the beard. Okay, whose beard did you pick in the beard contest? No, you guys know who beard I. He, it was he, black. You, I think it was Black Tom Cassidy. It was Black he, Tom. He scares yeah. the shit out of me. I'm sorry. He's just so weird. Was creeping into small people's bodies. Well, you've watched, you've read the normal stuff like that's going on right now, like where he goes. Oh yeah. His powers are super cool. And he talks to plants like me. I love black tone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, his beard is, you know, Irish people are just generally disturbing anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. uh... You hear that? You and McGregor, we've had enough. (laughs) No, he's not Irish. He's is Scottish. He? He's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, yeah. McGregor's Scottish. But yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, I, I mean, according to my DNA, I'm very Irish. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm okay to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so the Irish league doesn't come running after I me. Can all the Irish jokes. They're coming yeah. for you. That's right. They're coming. <laughs> it's like there's a knock in the door. I'm like, hello. They're like, it's the ghost of Whitey Bulger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All the, 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 the Boston area mafia folk are going to come for me. Yeah. It's like, a, uh, like there's a knock in the door, and I'm like, who is it? And it's like, it's the pizza man. You know, like just in an Irish accent. Like, are you Irish? No. Oh, crap. Philly D. Potatoes. 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 You guys talk amongst yourself for a minute. I forgot to load up our handy slideshow. Well, Devin right. didn't ask me what's going on in my life. Yeah, um, what's going on? You know, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you what it's like to be Tro's most famous man. Uh, well, I, I, I'm just one of Tro's most famous. There are like it's five people get the thing every year, so uh, or this year. So yes, yeah. No, I got a little. They made this beautiful little thing. This is Tro's name on it. So. Nice. I forgot the accent, but I'll forgive them for it. 
Um, so did they just like retire Lenore from that category? I think once you win it once, you can't get it again. <laughs> she actually beat me one year for it when it was when I was up for it as well. So I was very bitter and I've never really let go. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was very apparent in our interview with her. You were oh yeah, so, I was so angry. <laughs> just just, yeah. just yeah. saying, fuck you. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I don't even like joking about that. She's oh no, sweet. no, she's lovely. Um, so yeah, no, it was uh, it was fun. That was cool. I won that just before I left to go to uh, Vancouver. I was in BC uh, for ten days. I just got back. Yeah, on Sunday. So still a little jet lag and still trying to catch up with everything that was left behind while I was gone. It was a ton of fun and. Get to see some more of our beautiful country. I was hoping to. Re- to You've never been out there before, have you? Nope. I was hoping to uh, uh, visit Adrian Huff when I was there, but uh, mm-hmm. he, he had a, a filming thing, so I wasn't able to do that. But I did go to Victoria, which was near Nanaimo and uh, near-ish, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Really good. Really Same good trip. island. <laughs> yes, uh, just way further down. But fun trip. I got to do a lot of cool touristy stuff. Went to a lot of museums and aquariums and. Um, saw a Shaky Graves concert. That was just happening when I was there. It was, it was cool. It was really cool. I had a really good time. You don't miss nice much in Nanaimo. At least I had interesting things happen in Nanaimo. Oh, really? Did you eat a bar? No, well, I was sitting out in front of the hospital or whatever I was staying at, and this like uh, naked woman jumps out of a truck. And well, I guess she had a coat on, but then she flashed me and goes, "Give me a smoke. It's my birthday." <laughs> <laughs> and did you give her a smoke? No. What? It was her birthday. You cold bastard. I, <laughs> I was a poor hitchhiker at the time. I probably You're a callous it. man, sir. I know. I know. So you, how long right. were you a smoker, Devin? I don't think I was even smoking at that point. I smoked oh, for like two good. years. Like she, she just assumed I had a smoke. Like she didn't well, see, see evidence of it. In her defense, you do look like a guy that probably smokes. Yeah. Yeah. Fair it's the yellow skin. It's the leathery skin and the yellow teeth. I'm yeah. kidding. Ouch. Those are, those ouch, not, ouch, I'm ouch, kidding. Ouch. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. No, Dad. Dad's a handsome man. <laughs> I met him in real life recently again, and uh, he is a handsome man. I'll tell you that much. Did you? Yeah, when did yeah. that happen? Well, like a couple months ago now. But Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're That's taller than I remember. Because how tall are you, well, Dad? Yeah. Uh, like six feet. I'm 6'2". I thought you were much shorter than me, but not by much. No, not by too much. I'm a tall yeah. six feet. All right, all right. <laughs> a tall six feet. <laughs> anyway, that's how the last episode ended. <laughs> Once again, has absolutely zero to do with this episode. Completely and utterly. <laughs> the only similar character is a descendant. Oh, no, I guess we did see Charles very briefly at the end of that episode. So there is that. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Do you ever get the feeling in the show as we as we, as we we begin to walk through it that uh, something's never really changed, Evan? <laughs> that after five years of, you know, uh, bigotry towards mutants and people in the streets <laughs> with signs and the Human League and Henry Gutt, not the Human League, that's the band. What are they called? The Human Lib... No. Or the, the Friends the of Humanity. Humanity. Friends of Humanity. Yeah. I was going to say the Human Liberation League. I don't know what the hell that is. But... The FOH, the foe, if you will. Yes, yes. Very, uh... wait, eh, I guess that kind of works. It wouldn't be better if they picked an E, Friends of Evolution. Well, they have FOH on their, like, armbands. It's like Friends of Humanity, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Friends yeah, of yeah. Humanity. They're friend, like, uh, like, it's kind of weird. If you are humanity, it's weird to have, like, a I'm a friend of humanity, you know? 
Um, oh, but well, but, it's like it's like a white supremacist group calling themselves the friends of white people. Yeah, like you already obviously <laughs> like white people and think that they're better, which is why you hate your <laughs> stupid backwards club. Um, but uh, you know, it. Uh, yeah, I always, I always thought that one was weird. Friends of oh yeah, this is season five, episode ten, the the final our our final episode of this particular uh, series. Look, it, it is a bittersweet day. It is written by James Krieg, who I think is a new new writer for the series. Wow, what a what a thing! Hey, come on the show and write the very last episode of it. Yeah, seriously. Here he just but, dropped you know. a bunch of VHS. This is the '90s, so they dropped a bunch of VHS tapes at his door. It's like, cram, you got five seasons to watch. Go. None of them are rewound. Um, so, yeah. So here we are once again with a big group of, you know, jerk humans uh, picketing outside of a, yet another, I don't know how many court hearings uh, the X-Men have gone to. <laughs> like, it's been a lot. There's been a lot of state hearings that the X-Men have been in attendance of. Um, and also, you just go back to where you came from. Where is that? Yeah, I know. That's what I want to know. There were a couple of things in this episode that made me laugh that were kind of dumb. Like that Go back into the weird. womb? Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so stupidly backwards. Like like th- that one's even dumber. Like no, it's that- like no, but like no British mutants. No, that's not the British flag. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, as a graphic yeah. designer, they should have made the the no mutants white. It just would have blended more with what they got going on there. It's a good contrast to the red. But anyway, um, the the um, the idea of uh, like you know this whole go go back from whence you came sort of mentality. Is even dumb. It's like at its utmost, the height of its stupidity when it's applied to mutants because they're just born wherever they're born as mutants. Like it's like they're born in Mutania and then they just like escape and go or, or get shipped off to to uh, you know other countries. But anyway, we see a reporter who looks suspiciously like April O'Neil um, talking, covering the what's going on at the uh, the hearings. They're covering all this stuff with mutants attacking humans. And uh, and um, we see Henry Geigrick, whose appearance has changed slightly. I was going to make it an X point, but uh, I guess I have enough of them. Uh, for some reason, his hair is now black, and he doesn't wear glasses anymore. I'm guessing he sprung for LASIK, and uh, you know, got some just for men. But uh, well, let's, let's let's hear from old, uh, old Geigrick. Yeah. Don't be fooled by bleeding heart mutant appeasers. We are at war. Wasn't the last time we saw him with the Master Mold? When, when did we see him since then? Mm. I'm not know, sure. Yeah. He was like stuck on an island with Trask, right? That was the Master no, Mold. No, and then that- Master Mold came and got them. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That wasn't Genosha. Yeah. No. no, it wasn't Genosha. No. I don't know what island they were on. No, that was the last they time we saw him. They like us. They don't want rights. They want to destroy us. <laughs> the last time we saw him was when he was stranded on Genosha mm. with Master Mold and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Well, he's back. Well, it's been better been, than ever. Could <laughs> Charles Xavier be a stinking mutant himself? One thing that, I, yeah, okay. So I guess just to run through what's happening because we get all these clips is that there's something going on where uh, it's unclear as to why they called this hearing just to let Geigrick yell, I guess, at the TV. Um, which is what he's doing about how mutants are, you know, trouble and blah, 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 showing clips of various things out of context in which mutants were attacking things, but usually it was because the government or other people were attacking them. But uh, Xavier's there 
just in his floating chair on television, which I think is always kind of funny. Like, you know, nobody <laughs> asks any questions. They're like, you have a floating chair. Like, by the way, where did you get this? Yeah, and they're also like, why is it? Why don't we use this for other people that aren't able to use their legs? Like, why are you the only one who gets this cool? You know, and why are you so rich? And why are you so stinking? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you so stinking? But you can like, smell the mutant on you, Charles. But why is it so? So Geiger pulls out some device. First, he posits to everyone that 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 Charles Xavier's a friend of mutants, and and nobody's ever asked, could he be mutant himself? Which I think is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, how could nobody? How could the world not assume he either is, or you know, as people close to him that are. He like has a team called the X Men that appear and fight other people on his behalf. Oh no, the public doesn't know that though. Like in public, he's never seen with the X Men, even on this show. Uh, well, they they always maintain that disconnected. Uh, Beast and him have been clearly seen. Well, him and Beast times. Beast Beast is also like a public figure. Yes, but he was also imprisoned for uh, for breaking into a facility with the X Men. Um, but he was the one that was captured for a whole season. He was in jail. Um, yeah, that's and true. and also like often during during these hearings, Sabretooth or someone busts in and starts messing people up, and then you know Cyclops and Wolverine and a bunch of other people jump out in costume and start fighting them. Like what I think anybody with half a brain could probably put together that there's some connection between the X Men and Xavier. MZ new Patreon member, MZ. Thanks, MZ. Yeah, it, it's. Revelation I guess I guess it's yeah. never been overtly said that he has been, but I feel like it's been heavily implied after all these episodes. Because uh, I feel like there's something that happened anyway. MZ likes the retrospective idea, and maybe even an awards for best episodes, best lines, best fights, etc. That's actually an exceptional idea. Thank you, MZ. Yeah. We did that once in the Mary Mater Marvel Society, and I, I think we can translate that over here. Yeah, that'd be fine. We should totally do that. Um, so yeah, so he pulls out some device which he uses on Charles to show that he's a mutant, making Charles's telekinetic powers sort of uh, amplify, and then he can't turn them off. So it's it's kind of also vague on what's happening to everybody around here. They all just seem to be in a mild amount of pain. They get over it really quickly. But Charles is rendered psychic on- feedback. I guess so. But Charles is rendered pretty much almost on death's door immediately. <laughs> look at this body. Yeah, yeah. Look at Wolverine's feet. They're like the size of his they're bigger than his head. They're bigger, they're bigger than like four Cyclops heads. Like look how big his feet are. Look at the treads on those boots too. Like he's ready for the snow. <laughs> look, look out! Yeah, the, the, like, you just came Char- from Canada. Again. Char- Charles's neck is bent at a very strange angle. It's like his his whole like. There's like no support. Well, he's at dead. All. They broke he's, his neck. There's no support at all. Like he's just sagging in the center and just being held by like under the knees and under the neck. That's he it. Like, he's just Gene. He just looks like Gene. Like they're all like Gene. Like, put Gene in here. No, put Charles in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Cyclops's bowling shirt as well. This is a nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does look like he's bowling. And he, switched, he switched chests with Beast or something. Beast was like, "Take my chest." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I'm gonna wear this Ben Grimm Raphael disguise every time we go outside. <laughs> it's like it's like they should like he looks like Raphael from Ninja Turtles one. He's just wandering around in like a hat. In a trench coat, and that's enough to hide the fact that he has a shell and his skin's green and he has got three fingers and all these other things. But anyway, uh, Wolverine says this too, you know, in, in the, the well 
positioned uh, ad break. The Wolverine says it's too late. He's coming. Normal looking people who defend mutants are mutants themselves. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see a future episode of the show with like a like a, a just a group of all of the most maniacally insane people that have been in the show. So like it's him, it, like he's number one. Uh, I mean, well, who uh, else lost their shit that time? Someone guy, really lost uh, their shit that dude, time. Cam- Cameron Cortez. Cortez. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Cortez. Yeah. Him and Cortez. Or was it Hodge? Cortez and Hodge. Yeah, Hodge was Hodge, the one. That, yeah. Hodge was the one that joined the. Um, yeah, he comes back as a scary robot who was so forgettable of a character, like so much so that I, I was there, like we've met him before. I'm like, we have when I yeah. do not remember. It was anybody. Cortez. Yeah, yeah, Cortez was the most maniacally insane one before. But if we team these yeah. two up in an episode, maybe throw in Podge for good measure or Hodge for good measure, I think we'd be, yeah. I think we'd be in a good. Uh, I think we have a, like just a maniacal team of insane people, mm-hmm. and 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 finding some reason for Guy Grick to have to like team up with a mutant would be interesting. Hmm. I I would like to see an episode where they they give him the old uh, Senator Kelly treatment from the movie and make him a mutant or try to make him a mutant. Be interesting Turn him to into see. water. Well, yeah, but they were trying to make him a mutant. If it worked, it would have been interesting. Instead of just having you know Mystique play him for a long time. Um, yeah. So then we get uh, the X Men are apparently Wolverine senses didn't quite because of Charles' strong mind, he was still holding on to life briefly. So they get him by the Blackbird, and they're getting him back to uh, to base to try to, to save him. Um, but, you know, things are looking grim. Meanwhile, we see the... Uh, ben Grimm. Uh-huh, I didn't mention that <laughs> earlier. So then we see Genosha, uh, and I have a, a point about this later, um, in which the X-Men are watching what's going on, or not the X-Men, sorry, yeah, other mutants are watching what's going on, most notably Sunfire and Wolfsbane. That's and, feral. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. feral. Sorry, what's the di- what, what's the appearance difference between Wolfsbane and Feral? Mm-hmm. The Wolfsbane also- looks like a yours doesn't have that white streak and doesn't wear pink. <laughs> That's also the picture. That's the Those are two very small things. Although the white on the front, I do right. Okay, so there you go. And then a bunch of uh, see. There's Marianne right there by Kazar for some. Oh, no yeah. kangaroo by uh, the kangaroo. I didn't realize that was kangaroo. That's awesome. You think that's kangaroo? It looks just like him. Yeah, it must be. It's got to be. Is he a mutant in the Spider-Man comics? Mm. It's either kangaroo or Kazar, but I, I think it... Or no, it's he, not Kazar. Or, or He-Man, but I'm pretty sure it's Kazar. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Prince Adam. Yeah, Prince Adam is actually a mutant. Yeah. He's hanging out in Genosha. He's like, I couldn't I could use the power of Grayskull to help, but I, I don't. Uh, so, also, another question about um, in this episode, which I feel like is an animation error... Uh, besides the fact her lips are weird there, is the way they draw Sunfire, <laughs> it appears as though his eyes are his eyes. Look like, at that eye. Yeah, the eyes in the costume appear to be animated in such a way to imply that those are his actual eyes and not part of a helmet. Did you notice that? The skin color is through the holes underneath. No, those holes underneath, are that's white paint. I know, but not on this episode is what I'm saying. It looks, uh. the way they colored him, uh, seems oh, to me they like they thought his eyes were actually like the eyes of the mask were his actual eyes, and there were holes there's in the been, mask to show them. There's been quite a few coloring errors this season. Yeah, in this episode, too. There's mm-hmm. a lot of ones where the yellow part on the side of Jean is, stays blue, like, a lot. Um, yeah. But anyway, we see uh, Magneto, who's still up in his little castle. And, like, the last we heard, I don't remember, the last we saw Magneto was him teaming up against Apocalypse, right, with the X-Men? Wasn't he with the Phalanx, Phalanx Covenant? 
right? Yes. He, no. Yeah. Yes, he was. Was he? Yes, he was. He yeah, I think so. But I don't remember them establishing at any point in the series that he was back on Genosha with a bunch of mutants following him. No. Just seems like he kind of came out of the blue here. But uh, so it appears as though at some point between you know all this other stuff going on uh, that Magneto had found his way back to Genosha and there's a group of mutants that are kind of following him. They're not really doing anything at the moment, but they want him to take a stand and help. Uh... Yeah, that's right. Wolf Spain's an X Factor, right? So take a stand and uh, help. Uh, you know, help f- fight against humanity to, to, for mutant rights. Uh, but they're waiting for him to give an answer, which he hasn't done yet. He's just standing stoically on top of his little castle. He's really happy. He's very dramatic, Magneto. He just uh, you know he comes off the wind going through the hair, standing alone, looking over everybody <laughs> with his cape flowing in the wind. They're all like, just say something. And he's just like, and then he walks away, and they're like, now is not the time. He'll, he'll speak when he's ready. Like, who is this? Like Staring at a mountain in the shape of an X. I always find it funny, like these people are supposed to be leaders or people that are approachable by the people that are following them, but they're like, no, <laughs> can't speak to him. You know, he's yeah. he he want like he wants equality. And he also seems to want to be a king of sorts. It's very it's oh, a very yeah. strange dichotomy. So, um, one thing, uh, oh, one thing. This is a side note that just reminded me of my trip, uh, which is nice to talk to Daniel. Is that uh, somebody in I, I, when I was in Whistler, I was in a hot tub. And uh, some other people from uh, another part of Vancouver uh, were sitting in the tub. And then we're talking for a bit and they asked where I'm from. And uh, being from Nova Scotia was quite a novelty over there, I guess. There weren't a lot of even visitors because the other side is pretty far away. So um, they were like, oh, I'm from Nova Scotia. There's a long pause. And the guy goes, I would have thought you would have an accent. And I was like, no, I guess not. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I find it funny. It's like the people just think, I don't know, East Coasters are just all Newfoundlanders, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I don't know, executive producer of uh, X-Men the Animated Series Sydney you, I wonder thinks we have a silly accent oh really yeah he told you this yeah so he was we... almost tempted to come on the show because of our silly accents and that that's the end of your conversation with him no I almost talk to him all the time. <laughs> he's awesome well that's we talk shame. regularly he's that's cool sh- dude that's a shame was a dream of mine would be to be on this show and maybe with my silly accent I, there's no place for me I think I could. I find the people that are hardest to get on a show like this are the people who don't like to talk about the past. I've run into that with a few people. Really? Some people really don't like talking about the past. I'm kind of one of them. So, but I don't mind interviewing other people about their past. Well, you probably shouldn't have picked a nostalgia-based podcast to be on, Devin. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, I don't like thinking about the past or drudging up the past or dwelling in the past. I'm going to do a show specifically about the past. I know. it's a, This is a very small window that is something that we... see X-Men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. it's, it's always relevant. Yes, true. It's something we love and cherish, so yes. Uh, but then we see uh, the X-Men who are, are still, uh, you know... Don't doing... expose me for the fraud I am, Andre. God, <laughs> it's our last episode. I'm just bringing truth to power, Dev, and that's what I do on this show. Obviously, you know, I got to stand up for the little guy, which I guess is me. <laughs> I don't know who else I'm defending here. <laughs> um, Dan- I'll rope Daniel and Daniel's with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, <laughs> so we get a lot of uh, they're trying they're reaching out to M- Mirror Island to try to get some help from. Uh, it's like a greatest hits of guest stars just popping up here and there in this episode. Um, yeah, like this. What's going on back here, Mason? 
Is he gonna be all right? <laughs> look at look at Storm's animation in this too. They everybody looks kind of like a Barbie doll. Did you notice that? Yeah, uh, yeah that's the biggest problem. Oh, that's coming up. Everybody looks, like, everybody looks so much. Everybody looks like smooth like a Barbie doll, except for her for some reason. Yeah. She's like she's Irish. She's weathered. Or Scottish. Scottish. She's a scientist. Throw, throw some lines on that face. She's she's yeah. from a barren rock. I've been in contact with mutants around the globe. They're ready to fight. Who is with me? Also, that I'm guessing Asian accent is really strange and hard to place. <laughs> he sounds like Jet Li, kind of like someone doing a bad Jet Li impersonation. I mean, Jet Li was the thing at this time period, right? Mm-hmm. When did the one Jackie Chan? Yeah, but Jackie Chan doesn't sound like that. That guy sounds more like Jet Li, specifically Jet Li in the movie The One, which uh, you know was not a good movie. So um, apparently, they're, they're uh, she's unable to help them as well. The only one who can help them, they believe, uh, would be uh, L- uh, Lalandra. Lalandra. Yeah. Well, first- beyond our medical science, though perhaps not beyond the aid of the superior technology of the Shi'ar. <laughs> it's like we're kind of on a time limit here, Beast. Maybe uh, use some contractions or shorten those words up a little bit. Speed it up. Never. Yeah. It's like they're like he could die. Like he could die any minute. Well, the fact that his terminal, uh, you know, uh, declaration. Beast would rather die himself than to short wind himself. Said, Perhaps we should seek out extraordinary measures, including reaching out interstellarly. To the, it's like just shorten it up, buddy. Kind of on a time table here. Chop, chop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, they, they decide they should try to reach her Lalandra. However, they want Jean to try to do it, but Jean's power. Charles and Lalandra have a special bond uh, that Jean does not share with them. She must feel very left out. You see, there's the, the blue coloring. Uh, mm. See how that should be yellow on the side is blue. It's like that a lot in this episode. Um, so, yeah, so they have, they're trying to figure another way to reach Lalandra because uh, only one who could seemingly do that is Charles. Although you think, being that they had a few run-ins with her, she would have left them like a communicator or a t- telephone or some kind of space, way to space, space flare, I don't know, whatever way that the, the Shi'ar get messages. I assume if they have such advanced technology, they have email. I mean, probably, but you know, it'll take a while to go through space. Or at least a telegram. Dear Lalandra, stop. Charles, nearly dead. Stop. Come soon. Stop. <laughs> Morse code coming in from find, Earth. We find it's you the X Men. We hope this message is find you well. Stop the X Men. So um, we cut back to the the uh, Sunfire who once again has bug eyes for some reason. In this episode and uh, Farrell, who are, are still waiting to hear from Magneto. Magneto does come out. He appears to be ready to speak. He, uh, you know, do you have any of this audio, Devin? Because it's a good audio here. Uh, any of your speech? This is Trish Tilby. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty great, but it's un- <laughs> this is William Shatner playing. Trish. We have groveled and hidden like beaten animals, anxious for a crumb from a master. Ah, so so Shakespearean, this Magneto. I love him so. Uh, David Henbeck was so Henbeck, right? Was that his name? Hem Hembeck, yeah. Hembeck, yeah. So good. So good in this role. It's so sad that he No, Hemblin. Hemblin. Hembeck. We're thinking right. Right, Hembeck from Marvel. Yeah, yeah. The guy from the What the Comic. Sorry, that's right. Yeah. Uh yeah. So David Hemblin, um, yeah. 
Yeah, he's fantastic. Once every time I see him pop up on a TV, I remember him most from a really terrible TV show called Earth Final Conflict. That uh, yep. that was I remember that they used to have on here. That was like when you were a kid and you wanted sci-fi stuff, and there wasn't that much on TV, especially where we lived. Uh, you know, you just would grab on anything that kind of fit the mold. And Gene Roddenberry's Earth Final Conflict, as well as uh, Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda, were the two shows that I used to to watch, even though they're both quite terrible. Uh, and profoundly Canadian, like profoundly Canadian. Um, but Hemblin was well, Andromeda had, has its moments. Yeah, ish. Although I have my issues with Kevin Sorbo today. Um, yeah, I think everybody he's does. Fairly right wing kind of lunatic who nowadays is very vocal about uh, problematic issues that he probably shouldn't be commenting on. But you know that's a problem with a lot of folks in in our modern day world. So we cut back to April O'Neil, um, who uh, is Trish back. Tilbe. <laughs> She's Trish Tilbe. This is Trish Tilbe. <laughs> <laughs> Trish. The way she said that's pretty great. Trish <laughs> Tilby. <laughs> so uh, we see her reporting on issues with uh, mutants and engaging with humans all across. Uh, Viva, Viva Magneto. Magneto. Viva Here's our Magneto. next t-shirt. <laughs> that's a good t-shirt. Viva Magneto. Yep. Think you're going to do that one? Oh, Big yeah. explosion. Looks like it. Well, it looks like a mushroom cloud, which probably isn't the it best is. outcome for either side, mutant or human. <laughs> Right. Oh no, it's a magneto helmet. Oh, it also oh, looks like a mushroom. Oh, it's like a helmet. of course. Oh, that is an awesome T-shirt. That Put actually that, is a, that is a pretty good idea. Yeah. That should be hard to do. Um, I like that helmet design. Actually, that's pretty cool. Mm. Marvel don't sue us. Um, so <laughs> they haven't yet. Just give us give us a job. <laughs> sue Davin, not me. I'm I'm un- un- unaffiliated. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, just give us jobs. That's don't sue me. Doing. I have babies to feed. That's true. This, Andre doesn't have babies. I have I have cats. Me sir. too. Four. Oh shit! I got three and no babies. Yeah, um, help me out here. Maybe we, should adopt, maybe we should adopt some kids. I don't know. Yeah, I had a little probably. brother, big brother, big sisters, but he turned eighteen, so he aged out of that. Oh. Um, now you'll never speak to him again. No, we still talk. We still hang out. <laughs> that's it. Over. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, You're 18. Kid. Get out of my car. My, obli- my obligation is over. <laughs> um, no, no, we still talk. Although I haven't got a chance to see you much lately because I've uh, been gone and other stuff going on. But um, yes, yeah, so let me cut to a news article where uh, Charles Xavier appears to be alive and well, talking to the camera. God, the animation of this episode is so bad. Um, just like every, every like, I'm just skimming through it when I'm talking, and like, I'll, I'll pause on frames where his shoulders, like one shoulder to the right, is way longer than the one to the left, and like, uh, and then sometimes Cyclops is like coloring on the top of his head. His head looks weird. Like it's just his visor looks very strange. They have these weird things on the side to scoop down. Yeah, like, yeah. so. Trish Tobey uh, is reporting on this. <laughs> you know what she sounds like? Do you watch What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah. Yeah, I love that show. But uh, Matt Berry, Thanks who so. uh, is on that show and was on the IT crowd and, and the Toast of London. Yeah, uh, the yes, Toast I of London hear you. was great. Yes, I hear you, Clem Fandango. That guy. So uh, yeah. he. Uh, it sounds like him doing this voice, like just the way he talks. I'm Trish Tilby. I'm Trish Tilby. Tilby. <laughs> This is how we taught. One of my favorite lines in that entire show is when uh, 
he goes into hiding and he, he becomes a bar owner in in uh, in, Arizona, in Tucson, <laughs> and uh, he just like is working behind a bar and there's got people there and this one girl says to him, uh, his name's Jackie Daytona. That's like his, uh, his yeah, Jackie, yeah. Daytona. yeah his uh assumed name and this one woman who goes jackie you you're just so strange she's like i mean you say you're from uh no way he goes i can't remember where he was it wasn't in tucson he's from somewhere else but she goes i mean you say you're from tucson but you got this 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 funny accent and he's like this is how we talk in arizona (laughs) it's one of my favorite lines he's hiding from mark hamill who is another vampire vampire jim it's a great name uh so anyway we see xavier say that he's alive and well and uh recovering and he, he doesn't want anyone out there to resort to violence this is not the the way to the path to acceptance and blah 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 so then of course we learn that uh, it was not the xavier trick to coming off well on television is to be yourself or then again maybe not <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, then we get old. We get old morph back. Who? Uh, who? They kept, at least they kept his coloring once he got normal. His hair didn't stay brown. It went from black to brown when he returned. And, he doesn't uh, get a floaty chair though. You notice that he's just in a regular old wheelchair. Yeah, they couldn't have just put him in the Xavier chair. <laughs> I mean, he was on national television in a floating chair. Like, <laughs> like he we can work it. Like, you know how much money it costs to operate that chair. Um, yeah, well, technically, Charles does control that chair with his brain. So, oh, is that how that works? Yeah, that seems like a lot of work just to get around. Yeah, well, so is walking. Is true. So, um, they, I guess, they come to figure out that the only person that can probably help them is Magneto, who, uh, or actually, they don't figure this out first right away, do they? First, they just or want to stop Magneto from. They want to stop him. Yeah. From from, going to cut the head off this rebellion snake, but Magneto hasn't really been an enemy to them since the first season. I mean, very briefly when he's helping Apocalypse, only to get his wife back, which he seems to have forgotten about between that one and this one. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) he's finally moved on. Yeah, finally, yeah, it's growth, acceptance, change. Um, so couldn't we have uh, just painted the plane or something? (laughs) Hey, tough guy, I thought you liked getting knocked around. I prefer to do the knocking. To do, I'm a little ahead of you there, but that's yeah. all right. So, basically, they fl- they they want to stop Magneto. It's only going to be uh, Wolverine, Cyclops, and Jean go. So Wolverine doesn't want Jean to grow to go, but Cyclops says, "Well, I can't force her not to." Because Wolverine, he's in the Mediterranean by. Sea. Mediterranean, yeah. I got to explain about that. Um, so <laughs> they. Uh, they go off. They, they believe the suicide mission. Wolverine does at least to go into um, this area. Um, at or as the Blackbird approaches Genosha, uh, Magneto blows it out of the sky, thinking he killed whatever X Men were on it. Uh, very cavalierly, too. He's just like, Meh. oh well. I thought they'd <laughs> the X Men, but now I don't have to worry about him anymore. Which was uh, basically they jumped out before this happened, which is all part of the plan. Uh, Jean used her powers to break their fall, but still got knocked around a little bit. Um, Wolverine's again. We just painted the plane blue <laughs> to match the sky. <laughs> uh, would be funny to just that, that, like I just I would like to see Wolverine with like a Pantone chart, looking at what like you know uh, the, the night sky in Genosha is at this time of night to try to figure out the right paint. I mean, it could be periwinkle, but I think it's more of an azure. Who's that guy? That guy looks familiar. 
He looks. Oh uh, yeah, we saw him earlier. But I don't really know who he is. Mm-hmm. Although several characters are named here, I can look them up in a little bit. He kind of looks like. Uh, remember that Marvel character that was uh, Marvel's knockoff version of Spawn that was in Spider-Man for a little while, and then they killed him off. Night Watch. Oh, Night Watch. Yeah, yeah they, he had the cape kinda, that. Was, yeah. yeah, I remember because yeah. when I was a kid, I only had like a handful of comics that I reread all the time, and then he was in one of them, which is why I'm familiar with him. He's he was like he had these gauntlets too. He appeared first in the Enemy of My Enemy storyline where Blood mm. Rose and the Foreigner and Kingpin and all this stuff went down. It was a weird, complicated storyline. Um, I want to say the guy did Maximum Carnage did it. Tom mm. Nesinza? I can't remember his name right. Fabian Nicieza? Maybe that was it. He's not the... He was, no, no, he didn't, he didn't do... I can't remember who did Maximum Carnage. I literally just read it again because it was free on Kindle uh, Unlimited. Um, but he was the guy that was writing Spider-Man at the time. Was it Larry something? No. That'll come to me in a moment. And by that, I mean to look at Tom DeFalco. Oh, Tom DeFalco. Yeah. No, it's not. He. Uh, there were several writers on it. He was one, but he's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of, I think, David Michelini. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, J.M. DeMatty has worked on that, too. But, uh, yeah, so then uh, the X-Men are just sneak into the camp. By sneak in, I mean they just literally walk into the camp past everybody who's sleeping. <laughs> like, nobody's watching. Nobody's doing anything. They were tiptoeing. Yeah. But, and then, and then like, somebody recognizes them immediately. Like, there's footage of them on TV in these costumes, being the X-Men, which show up all the time. And someone's like, hey, I've never seen these mutants around before. I guess when Sunfire encountered some X-Men before, it was it was Gambit and Storm, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess he hadn't encountered these two particular X-Men. But uh, they also wear the X-Men symbol on their clothing. So, Thank you me. know, there's that too. Very conspicuous. All the kids are wearing X's on their things. <laughs> like the, the 90s. We, We've established they have stealth costumes. They wore them in a previous episode. Why are they not wearing those costumes? Remember, like the, the one Jean's that was- costume, that part on her leg that's supposed to be blue. Let's make that bright yellow. Yeah. And the part that's supposed to be yellow on her, like, torso, let's make it a make dirty blue color. I think her waist is so skinny there. Like, that's <laughs> look, it's amazing. I'm like, yeah, Jean. <laughs> yeah, she's been hitting the fitness for sure. <laughs> doing those aerobics. So, uh, oh, Suzanne yeah. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's that that uh I'm just looking oh Moon Dragon's in the background here too. What? Not Moon Dragon. She's not a mutant. It looks very much like her. Or Destiny, maybe, without the mask. Mm-hmm. Um so that remember that mutant that had the I remember the toy. He had a little he had like he kind of looked like Tusk, but his face was like in his midsection, he didn't have a neck, and a little guy would come out his back. Oh, that was Tusk. That's Tusk. There's another guy. Tusk. Okay. Yeah, Tusk. okay, there's a guy in here. That in the background that reminds me of an X-Men toy I had when I was a kid or a friend of mine had. And I can't remember which one he is. But there's a lot of uh, you know random mutants in the background. So they, they recognize them as being uh, you know, intruders basically. Uh, Magneto comes out. Um, oh geez, so where are we at here? So then Magneto comes out to address everyone basically. 
Uh, the well, first the X Men start like they start circling the X Men. Then Magneto comes out to talk to everybody. They manage to sneak away while they're distracted by Magneto. Find a hole, uh, and by that, just blow one in the side of the mountain to get into uh, Magneto's uh, area. After Magneto gives a speech, they, uh, you know, uh, hey, when the planet's falling apart, who'd want to be anywhere else but with you guys? <laughs> Morph is such a strange version of good guy with every quality of a bad guy. He's, ba <laughs> he's basically, didn't we, didn't we say that he's the same voice as Beasley from the Beasley from the Care Bears? Yeah. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Cause he's got that sort of way he laughs and that sort of evil little tinge to his voice. <laughs> it's just very like the fact that he's a main character in the new season, it means they're going to have to change this character a bit because he's too annoying. Slash no, it wasn't one of the villains, uh, the Beasley. Beastly was a villain in Care Bears. Oh, yeah, maybe it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a guy. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you're right. I do remember that now. Yeah, it was one of the guys from the episode. That was a bad guy. He had a, a recognizable voice. We looked it up. Mm. He did a lot of Canadian stuff. Uh, or, well, this is an American show, but he it was filmed mostly here. All the voice work was so. Um, so anyway, they get in a fight with uh, Magneto. Cheap Canadian labor. That's right. Those Canadian scabs. So uh, they, uh, well, it's funny. Uh, side note, I listened to this podcast with Mick Garris, and he was talking about the first writer's strike a long time ago and how um, he had the show, because you and I talked about the show Fear Itself, Devin, the spinoff from uh, Mash the Horror. The reason that show came around was they had the first writer's strike, and then um, the, the, the company, the studio, got scab writers from Canada to come in and, uh, and write. And he so that's why part of why he took his name off the show because uh, Canadian scab writers. So uh, Karl Marx should be spinning in his grave. <laughs> so anyway, they get in a fight with Magneto during the fight. Uh, they uh, Magneto amplifies Jean's powers briefly when she's trying to stop him from using his. But then during uh, they they let slip that Charles is going to die. How much do you love Charles Xavier? How dare you ask me such a question? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I love you know I love you. him is eternal. Life itself. <laughs> when all this blows over, he and I are going to get a condo together. <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> yeah, on the beach. It, it, is, it is nice to see something recognized. You know, as someone who tries to be, you know, as uh, wholeheartedly as a human being as I can be. I do think it's sort of nice that they try to, even at this early time, uh, normalize that it's okay for men to love other men in a non-sexual way or love way, romantic way. To say, you know, to say, a friend, I love you isn't a, you know, yeah. is not a shitty thing to do as a man. It's just something that we should be able to do uh, to express our feelings. So it is kind of nice that this show, even briefly, maybe it, what they didn't even think about this when they did it, uh, to sort of normalize. Oh, things. just come out and tell me you love me already, Andre. You're dancing <laughs> right. around it like a freaking oh ballerina. This is so romantic. I love it. <laughs> in a non-romantic non way. I love it. That's right. <laughs> Davin, you're okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I love you, buddy. Um, you do. So anyway, uh, she she realizes during this fight that Magneto's powers amplify um, 
electromagnetic activity as well, which would is somehow related to Charles's mental powers. I'm not quite sure. Yes, because um, 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 brainwaves are uh, electromagnetic. That's never come up before in the series. No, I find I know. really funny. And it's an interesting yeah. thing to know. Yeah. Like, wow, what a team him and Xavier are now. Yeah, like he that. could literally two of them together could just brainwash the world essentially. Yeah. So, um, anywho, they uh, Gene realizes this and decide and asks Magneto to come with them to help save Charles. Um, to which Magneto basically immediately abandons his plans to take over the world right now with his mutant <laughs> army and just goes with them to go do that, which is another testament to how much Charles means to him, which is also kind of sweet. Though I sort of find it funny. I, I like this dynamic with characters when they're like old friends, but now enemies, but there's still a respect there, um, you know, and, and an understanding that they both kind of want the same thing, even though their their methods of doing it are different. Um, so that's cool. So it's pretty quick after this, basically, they run back to uh, Xavier's. Oh, yeah. So they want uh, Magneto to amplify Xavier's powers in his coma and reach out Contact. to Lalandra. Lalandra. Like the movie Contact. The terrible fucking movie Contact. Um, so Terrible movie Contact. You wait the whole movie to see the alien. It turns out to be your goddamn gonna, father. It's going to be featured on uh, Hold Up here. In a, you guys haven't had a new episode in a while, have you? you guys haven't yeah, had we just launched season two. What? Oh, I think I forgot to load it up in audio only form. You son of a gun. I'll have to do that. Thanks for reminding me. I take me. back what I said about loving you. Um, oh, well, likes. you'll love that episode. It's the most agreeable one we've ever had. I don't necessarily need you to be agreeable. I just don't need you to be violently angry at each other. <laughs> There's no in between. Yeah, like Davin just telling everyone if they like a Transformers movie, they're a fucking idiot. And then, <laughs> like, and then, like, I never said those words. You put uh, those words. I'm pretty in sure it's maybe not fucking, but I'm pretty sure you said several several <laughs> lines throughout and and your show that are like similar in, in tone. And believe me, I don't like those movies either. But I also think that in our in our complicated society of of people taking sides, we need to try to understand a little bit, you know, broaden it a little bit. But I get what I get what you're saying. So anyway, uh, they go back. Magneto agrees to help. They amplify Charles's brain waves, which sends off a, a, a mental flare, I guess, to Lalandra. Um, they also warn Magneto that if Charles dies when he's doing this, he could possibly die too. And Magneto's really going to take the chance. Um, but then when this happens, Charles manages to come too long enough to give, say very nice things about everybody. Present. I'm playing it. I'm playing okay. the whole thing. So sit it's, back it's actually a nice speech. So yeah, it is. it's nice to see you all in facing your fears. You have proven yourself truly an X-Man. Gambit, how often must the scoundrel prove himself a hero before he believes it himself? Jubilee, you are the future. When I look at your face, I see hope. Storm, my beautiful storm, mighty as a hurricane, gentle as a summer rain. You honor me with your friendship, Wolverine. Loner, you have found a family. While savage, you have found dignity. Cynic, you have found faith. Rogue, unable to touch, yet look around you. 
you will find you have touched us all. Jane, first in my heart, your courage allowed you to see things no other human ever has. Yet remain the same innocent child I met so very long ago. Is there anything I can do, Charles? The friends thou hast, and their adoption tried, grapple them to thy soul with hoops of steel. Scott, were I your father, I would tell you that no truer son could ever be. I am proud. I am proud, proud of you all. My X-Men. I laugh now, but I fucking cried when I watched oh. this yesterday. <laughs> it was legit oh, I crying. Know. I know, That's what man. I said this season. Like, as much as people shit on it, there's still, like, the animation has been shitty-ish, but there is still quite yeah. a bit of good stuff in it. Like, it's certainly mm -hmm. not dismissible. No. Um, no, man, the Sinister episode was cool. A lot of episodes. The Phalanx, Phalanx was, was great. great. Yeah, the awesome. uh, the fairy tale one was fine, mm -hmm. you know. Like there was there was stuff in there. That was <laughs> I know, shots fired, Dan. It was shots fired because everybody shit yeah. on that one specifically. And I remember thinking, like, this isn't that bad. Like, you know, it's. Uh, but anyway, um, you know what else is no is so sad? Clubbing baby seals. There, a baby seal clubber. So yeah. <laughs> wow, it's aggressive. Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it was a great little speech, and it actually seemed like an interesting send off. Um, I mean, you know, especially if they assumed or knew this would be the last episode, but, um, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, because you know that they're they're unified in a way. Magneto has found a common ground enough to be there, mm -hmm. he has all these nice things to say to everybody. But then Lelandra shows up, uh, saying that you know they can't help him, but they can't guarantee how he'll they have to take him back to uh to sh the share empire and that uh you know they don't know how it's going to shake down Shandala. he he may be back in only uh as a sp spiritual form or whatever but he, he may not I be thought back i'd pick up the career i dropped for charles whoops that's not that's uh, from a long time ago that was uh what's her face ashley uh, Lindsay? what's her name the what's her name former girlfriend Oh, I loaded up the wrong clip. One second. Jesus. I know, man. I'm just a, shame, a shadow of my former self. Something Perhaps not in body, my children, but my spirit shall remain among you where it was always meant to be. Perhaps not in body, but I will be there in spirit. Watching, always watching. It's underage seals attending a club to a party. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But my so my spirit, my spirit will be watching, always watching. When you're in the yeah. bathroom, in the shower, when you're alone, I'll be there watching, judging. Yep. Um, judging. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, Charles takes judging. off the laundry to go heal the convalesce on another alien planet, and then the X Men. And Magneto look on as he leaves in a very dramatic fashion. The end. The end. Yeah. yeah. Of the X-Men animated series. Uh, so far. Each of us will have to look into his own heart and decide. Decide. Decide, Daniel. 
gosh, you guys know, I mean, <laughs> I don't like this animation, but gosh, my heart is, is, is my heart is broken. Um, <laughs> see, seeing all the ex-ladies cry, and this will come up with my ex-points later, I got to give it a 10. I'm sorry if oh, you guys wow. agree, but it is a beautiful, all of our people, Morph comes back. All besides the animation, I, I try to give it a 9.5, but we, I know we don't do 0.5s on this, but I just had to go for 10. Gavin, I'm interested to see yours for yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I cried, I legit cried. I actually thought it was a really good episode. I love how freaking maniacally insane Gyrick is. I do think, like, before he was creating like a whole army of sentinels to, to like just wipe out mutants. But then all of a sudden he just produces a machine that somehow manages to screw up Charles's like mental pattern, basically kill Charles <laughs> Xavier. Like he's like, Oh, I got this. I don't know where it came from, but I got it. It's fun. I found that kind of funny, but I do agree with you. It was a great episode. I'm gonna give it a nine just because the animation had a lot of mistakes. And there was a bit of a bit of a like them tiptoeing into the place and stuff like that. There's a lot of a what abouts or uh, not what abouts, but um you know what I'm talking about, like yeah. MacGuffins, like the, you know, they're tiptoeing through the tulips there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of things that could be uh, not good, um, but I think the the I'm going to go with the nine as well. But I think it's mostly because the the power of parts of this episode sort of elevate it above mm-hmm. its faults to a point. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like. This like they just be, like wash away the revolution in like two seconds. It could have easily been a six or a six or a seven, but right. because of some of how good elements of it yeah. were, um, I would say it's definitely uh definitely elevates it to a point that makes it good. So MZ gives it a nine as well with ten storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's time for <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, I could go first here. All right, so Trish Tilby. Now, she's a character from the comics, actually. She, she uh, debuted in X Factor number seven, and she ends up kind of dating Beast for a while. They have a bit of an on again, off again thing. Do Trish Tilby. Trish Tilby? No, I mean. This is Trish Tilby. <laughs> Tilby. Uh, hi, I'm Hank McCoy. She's like, oh, I like you, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah that's my first one. Trish Tilby. All right. Andre. Um, in the comics, Genosha's location is always depicted as being in the southeastern African coast. Yeah, However, according to this map and where Cyclops points to, it's in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, which is he is on Genosha? Uh, that, that's what they say. Yeah, okay, they, they say he's in Genosha several times. Okay, then yeah, that is weird because it's definitely always been like close to Madagascar. Um, oh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll bring it, save another point. You, Dana. Um, my X points is going to be about the animation. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, 
It's a pretty funny gap. <laughs> the number one thing I was going to say was Jubilee's bangs all season. But then yeah. I started watching this again, and I couldn't not stop looking at every male's eyebrows, starting with Professor <laughs> X's eyebrows, going to like Guy Rich's eyebrows, going to anybody else's eyebrows in this episode. They were like up with a little point and then down. <laughs> These are the worst eyebrows I've ever seen. So that is my point that I hope that's okay for this. So like, this is Professor X has had some intense eyebrow episodes. Oh yeah, the eyebrows. But like, there's especially this animation is amazing. There's amazing. no curve. It's just like three nodes. Just one, so we're, up, we're, up. Yeah, it's a triangle agreed. without the bottom the bottom line. It okay. makes him look evil. Mostly. Yeah, it really does. Xavier is one of the evilest looking guys who's not a bad guy I think I've ever seen in animation. <laughs> yeah. Bald, like, bald guys are usually evil. Uh, you know, pointy eyebrows. Tell me about it. I know. <laughs> He's yeah. like uh, he, he looks like like Ming the Merciless kind of you know like just. Yeah. Um. All right. My next X point, Gyric. So, I I think they switched his voice up, and I'm sure I didn't look it up, but the Gyric in this episode sounds exactly like Mojo. I swear it's the the Mojo voice. Oh, no, very well, it could be. I I bet anything on it. He sounds so much like him. Like, listen to this. Here, I'll play one of the clips. See if this, you hear the mojo. Uh, I'll see if he's listed. Don't be fooled by bleeding heart mutant appeasers. We are at war. Like, that way he starts growling, you can hear it. <laughs> they aren't like us. They don't want rights. They want to destroy us. That's mojo. That's where it is. Right. They aren't like us. They aren't like us. He's just so angry all the time. <laughs> I'm an angry man. Love I mean, angry. That, you, it sounds like an angry existent being like a racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seems like a lot of work, honestly. Hating somebody yeah, that much. It really like does. Hating anything that much seems like a lot of work. Um, all right. So I was, I was going to see if Geiger was listed in this episode under the voices. Um, Oh yeah, Barry Flatman. All right, I'll, you do your X point. I'll see who does Mojo. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, so Trish Tilbay, uh, Trish Tilbay uh, reports on uh, the the van that she had behind her, and the the camera crew all have the J three Communications logo, uh, which is the broadcasting company owned by J Jonah Jameson in the Spider Man animated series. So um, that's the same company that Spot Peter Parker works for. Peter Wildman is Mojo's voice. Uh, different guy then. Um, yeah, so that's a fun little tie in connection to the Spider-Man animated series. J. Jonah Jameson, J3. Get it? Three J's. JJJ. Yep, 3J. All right. Hey, Daniel. All right, so I was looking at the cameos. So we obviously have Feral and Sunfire. Um Tusk and Callisto were there. I think we saw mm-hmm. Toad, and we also saw Forearm, who has yeah. kind of yeah. come back recently in the comics, but very inconsistently. So it was kind of cool to see him. I remember growing up, and you guys remember the toys. Like I had no idea who Forearm was. I was like, yeah. this guy. I'm like, well, where's Rogue and where's you know Jean Grey? But you put out a Forearm toy, but anyways, yeah, no, you get know. Forearm and Tusk. That's what you get. Yeah. You don't get those yeah, guys. Right. Like, hey, I guys. loved my Tusk action figure. No, I mean now I look back and I'm like, yeah. these are awesome. But anyways, so that's my ex point. Like you know, seeing all these guys and two ladies was kind of cool. So I was like, all right, it's great. 
All right, back to me. Well, I think this is one of the few episodes, if not like the like the most recent one since the first episode, is the X Men are all together, and like you never see that in, once the series gets That's going. True. It's always That's like true. three it's or four of them at a time, and yeah. All it took was Charles Xavier to almost die to get everyone in a room. <laughs> Come on. Well, apparently, one of the um, like I'll just throw this on to add on to yours. Uh, apparently, the original idea for this were a bunch of other Marvel characters to make uh, cameos in this episode to say goodbye to Charles Xavier. Um, uh, but for t- I'm guessing for time and budget, they uh, they cut it down to just the X Men. But apparently, there's going to be like other superheroes and other people that were going to be there that were commenting on on him. So. It should have just been Mr. Sinister. You know, I knew your grandfather. Yeah. Great grandfather, whatever he was. I'd be like great 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 grandfather around wow. Yeah, great 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 grandfather. Hated him. <laughs> Couldn't watch him die. I'm happy to watch you. Yep. All right. Well, back to you, Daniel. Um Actually, that one, well, that yeah, one wasn't mine, but I can do that one. If oh, you, you were piggybacking on mine. I was, okay. but I can I can do that. Do another one. Uh, well, I, had, I only have one left, right? This will be my last one. Yeah, sure. I got two, so I'll just I'll lump them together. One was I like some of the 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 Cyclops Wolverine interactions. At one point, Cyclops comes to Wolverine and says, "I need your advice," and then Wolverine says, first time for everything." Uh, <laughs> that was funny. The other thing yeah. was that that quote that. Um, uh, Charles said when he when he was dying when he said uh, uh, I just I brought it up here it was who, talking about metal <laughs> yeah uh, those friends yeah be the um, well it's actually a, a much larger quote um, mm. but I could read the whole thing but it's kind of long so I'll just read his part those friends thou hast in their adoption tried grapple them unto thy soul with hoops of steel um, so that's from Hamlet that's a Shakespeare quote. Ah. So uh, you know, uh, he had to stick it to Beast before he died. I guess he's like, he did didn't he? See, you're not the. Only, <laughs> he's like, see, you're not the only one who can quote Shakespeare. Ah. You just hear in the background, <laughs> "Fuck you, Charles! <laughs> How dare you? That's my thing, you, <laughs> you ignoramus." He just said like one of those phrases that people don't really use in real life, but smart people yeah. do on TV that I bring up all the time. Yeah. All right. Back to you, Daniel, for your last text. My last one is seeing all the ladies of X-Men upset. Like, I was like a young gay boy that was like, oh my gosh, these strong rogue storm jubilee, Jean Grey, they're all crying tears. And I'm like, I am crying with you ladies. But it was hard to see, but knew that they just loved him so much as a mentor that it was also wonderful to see. And I'll I'm gonna postpone that until the next segment. Oh. Oh. That's okay. Then, of course, because men don't cry, none of them. <laughs> oh, I cry my eyes. <laughs> our, 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 our tear ducts are removed at birth. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus, I think I cried watching a movie like a, day, a week ago. Maybe a day ago. I How cry at every like third Star Trek episode. Oh, I cry all the time. It's okay. <laughs> so there's a movie I watched that touched me in a way that was really good, but I can't remember what it was. So usually that's where it comes from the most. That wasn't like, I, the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. There's something I watched a while ago that that got me. I can't remember what it was. I don't know. It might have been everything, everywhere, all at once. But there was something that that got me somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the tenth X point is this series just ends up being 
pretty much the Magneto story arc. But I understand why they pick it. They're going to pick it up in '97 with Magneto mm-hmm. leading the team and stuff because this, like, where we start the series in the very third episode is you know Magneto's the big crazy villain gonna send nukes on in yeah i'd like to see the meeting where they're all like you know who should lead us magneto yeah the guy who was trying to nuke the world that guy's been trying to kill us to nuke the world since we met him yeah but you know it comes full circle helps them out you know they talk them down they have a little fight but they also like talk them down with words yeah yeah, so it's interesting it's kind of like the magneto story arc and it was also full circle for the series where it starts off in the first two episodes where the humans are the bad guys and of course the sentinels but they're just an extension of humanity and now we're back at the last episode and it's gyric and the humans being the bad guys again so like that makes sense because yeah. that's yeah. how it should be yeah. yeah i love when they do the uh, uh well one thing i always find funny is like when the villain becomes a hero when it's convenient like a lot of shows oh, will do this where like um oh yeah yeah, so uh it said when, that it's not accurate. Like where the boy when when like the villain becomes cool, so they need to make him a good guy. You know, like it eventually Ooh. eventually that that happens on most shows unless like you know it, most kid shows or or comics even eventually like in wrestling, it's a good in wrestling it happens all the time. You know, if you're such a good bad guy, eventually they start the crowd starts liking you, and then you have to become a good guy. So um, what, what always makes me think about this is whenever I think about good guys becoming bad guys when it's convenient, or vice versa when it's convenient. Is your <laughs> do you remember? Uh, well, obviously you remember when 9/11 happened. So shortly after that, maybe within the year, they put out this amazing Spider-Man comic with the black cover. Do you remember that one that had that was all about 9/11, mm-hmm. and it was like all about heroes like trying to pull people out of the rubble and all this sort of stuff. And then they like they they panned in this this one panel, and like I don't want to the shit of the comic because obviously it was important and it raised money towards uh, relief and all that sort of stuff. And it was, but there's one panel where it's like Doctor Doom, like the Red Skull or so, and somebody else standing around, and there's like tears coming from their eyes because they're that so was touched. Doom. Yeah, there's like yeah. like they're they're touched by the by the like the the the, the sheer loss of humanity and and all. You know, sort of Doom dish does shit like that by himself all the time. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure cool. there are uh, comics yeah. where he's wiped out entire countries or at least killed lots of people at once. Yet he's like, I just always found it so, like that one thing just really always I found was so ridiculous. Like, I know that story's probably not meant to be in canon. I don't know, but it was just enough that I was like, I always found it very. Uh, Opportunistic, I guess. I don't know. It always felt strange and off brand for me. But I'm glad really? that Magneto's getting the uh, getting the hero treatment. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. To, I'd like to see uh, more of that in the new series. I'm very excited for that part. I'd be cool if they gave him the white the white costume. Hey, check this. Well, out. no, I like that they're giving him the new mutants costume. The that purple one. I love that. Yeah, the big cool. M. Yeah, I love that. Costume. Purple is my favorite color, so you know. Me too. Uh, purple and green. Uh, hey, the color of evil in the Marvel universe. Do you know that there's only? Uh, I had a trivia trivia tonight. It was a fundraiser for the uh, United Way, and uh, that I was hosting. And one of my trivia questions. Uh, I'll have to rephrase it since it's obvious what the answer is. But what is the only country in the world to have purple in its flag? Adam, <laughs> Devin. Korea. Oh, it's a um, a Caribbean uh, country called Dominica. 
Oh, they have a little Never. parrot in the center of the flag, and purple is in the parrot. But it is the only flag. The way I phrased the question was: Dominica is the only country in the world to have this color in its flag. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, purple is the answer for our conversation. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, mm. it's one 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 small little little note. There's also like only one country in the world I think that has a non or a non rectangular or square um, flag. Oh yeah, who's that? Oh, it's like three triangles that kind of it? link. It's like a three triangles oh, that like yeah. kind of go like this, almost like steps down the side. Hmm. I want to say it's in like. Um, oh, I know where it is. It's in another um, room. <laughs> anyway, this is our comic reminiscences and recommendations segment. I'll go first. I'm going to recommend Uncanny X Men number one ninety nine. And 200, which I think I've recommended before. Beautiful. But it's very apropos for this episode because, one, he's wearing the big M that he's going to be wearing in the new series. But also, this is the storyline, these two comics, where the similar thing happens to Xavier. He gets like taken out at the trial of Magneto by the Strucker twins. Um, there they are there. And uh, almost kills uh, Xavier, and that's when he has to go off to live with the Shi'ar for a long time, and that's when Magneto takes over the school. And uh, yeah, it all happens here. Check it out. And also check out the Fall of X. The Krakoan era was kind of getting a little bit stale there, but it, it's back, baby. Fall of X yeah, is awesome. I, I agree. Mm. I really got to start reading more comics. I got to find more time. <laughs> <laughs> I did find some cool stuff in, uh, in Victoria. I got... Uh, the uh, or sorry in Vancouver, I got the um, one of those Marvel complete collections that has like the all the collected origin story stuff of Apocalypse. So it's like his oh, Rise of Apocalypse. Oh, so it's got his. I sent you a picture of it, Devin. I got that one and the yeah. one that's all about Typhoid Mary, with all her different oh, yeah. appearances and stuff. But the X Men one is cool. They even include the uh, Apocalypse versus Dracula miniseries in it. And Typhoid Mary's crazy. I get. I remember this Daredevil comic during the Bendis run, which is some of the best Bendis stuff. Is his Daredevil stuff. And uh, Powers is pretty great. He's just like walking down the street as Matt Murdock, and she's just like, "Oh, hey, Matt, it's me, Mary." And she just goes, "Burn!" And it like sets him on fire, and he's his whole entire body is like lit up in flames. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that. That was a great article. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, you you didn't make your recommendation, did you, Andre? I did not. No. So let me tell you a tale about a, a certain little team of people uh, that, you know, were judged by the, the world around them because they're different and had powers and they felt like outcasts and were treated poorly by the public. And they're unified by a man in a wheelchair. That's the Serpent small, Society. Small group of, uh, of malcontents that went on to become, uh, you know, heroes defending a world that hated and understand them are the Doom Patrol. <laughs> And uh, you could probably read there. Grant Morrison's run on the book is one of his seminal comics and one of the best ones. Um, I, I know I talk about Grant Morrison all the times. I do love him. And I've already suggested his X-Men run a lot. So I figured I'll throw another one in there for good measure, which is a, a, a very X-Men-ish group, um, the Doom Patrol. So the, his whole run, I think it's seven volumes, six volumes, that encompass it all. Um, it's beautiful. There's some really amazing, hilarious, heartfelt, existential, strange stuff in it, including a, a great episode in which uh, uh, a hyper-intelligent monkey has a love affair with a Nazi brain in a jar. 
Um, if that's not enough for you, I don't know what else is. It's fantastic, and uh, you should definitely read it. It's so good, and and it's it's full of like acceptance of uh, and and a lot of parody of uh, you know of Nazis. Uh, ish ish but there's a there's a great there's a great villain um i mean most of i never watched it but i should the the tv show they did on netflix um uh that spun off from the titan show apparently uh, apparently mo a lot of it is is influenced from grant morrison's run almost all of it uh so if you enjoy that show that's the book for you doesn't that star uh, canada's own brendan fraser he does the voice of mr robot and i believe uh. um or Robot Man, sorry, not Mr. Robot. That's a Sam Esmail TV show. Um, he does the the voice, and I believe when they show flashbacks, when he's in human form, he plays those parts too. That was sort of before his uh, big resurgence, but uh, I believe he kept it going until the series ended. But uh, you know, Timothy Dalton plays Nas Calder. That's fun. <laughs> cool. um, the girl from Orange is the New Black. The young one, the Hispanic girl. The she girl was... from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, the one like girl in Orange is the New Black. <laughs> The younger, the younger Hispanic girl. There's like two of them that are like really into makeup and stuff. I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah. She was the, the, sh the shorter of the two. She's she's in it. I think she plays Crazy Jane. Um, cool. So yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a re really great show. Um, what's his face that everybody loves from Firefly? Um, Nathan Villian. Oh, the other one. Alan Tudyk is uh, oh, he he does he plays uh, Mister Nobody, who's one of the best villains. Ever to come out of these comments, he's a a guy. He's kind of like a, a more. Um, oh, why am I blanking on the name? A Salvador Dali esque sort of uh, Joker, in that his whole motivation is that like he's really into dataism and the idea that that nothing, if nothing, nothing should be taken seriously, anything, and uh, and because of that, you know, he's cavalier, but almost any part of life, and it, it, it's truly disturbing, but also very interesting, and it goes to some cool places. So check it out; it's really really good. There are a lot of collections out there, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, go read Grant Morrison's X Men Run again because cool. it's the best, right? Yeah, Gavin? Some of it, some of it. Some you of read it, a couple yeah. stories. Zorn for life. <laughs> no, Zorn. Skip Man, everything with Zorn. Fuck you, Zorn. The revelation. <laughs> this is this is a big spoiler, but I mean, the comic's been out for like twenty years, twenty five years. So the the revelation that Zorn was Magneto was amazing. That was Jamil, at the if time. You're listening, feel free to join the feed. Uh, no, no, <laughs> Jamil. I'll, yeah. I'll go read it all and then write a novel just to come back on here and like defend it. It was so good. All right. Well, we'll do a long form one of our special episodes. We'll do a long form comic storyline review. And, Fa and Phantom X. You can review some Grant Morrison. Phantom X is one of the best yeah. additions to uh, to the X Men canon. So as long as you don't try to understand it. What you can absolutely understand it. And plus, no, did you say? Did you say? Did, oh. Uh, Oh, I was like, I think I was, I don't think I was your first guest, but I was like, I think I need to jump in here as one of the first guests. You were the first guest. I was the first guest. Then I can be yeah. on the show too and say hello to the ex Hey, hey, Daniel, this is my cousin Dave. Hey, cousin hey Daniel. Dave, I've heard about you a lot. Yeah, hey, yeah. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, now it's time to, for to crash uh, the party here. I just was Daniel's comic recommendation. All right. So I told you guys, I was like, emotional when all the ex ladies were crying oh yeah and this, oh, this yeah. is one of the first books that i ever read where oh, I, where's my copy yeah Wait, yeah Dad, Dad, you, you know what this is right so, so oh yeah so it, it gets better because at comic-con um will 
Portasio, if I say his name Portacio. right? Portasio. Portasio, he was there and he was signing prints. So I got a prince. <gasps> yeah. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So I've got this and this. And I was like, as a kid, I wanted this so bad because I was like, what's going on with Storm? And then at Comic Con this past weekend, I got that. So I was very pleased. It's when That's Storm, amazing. Storm and Forge start breaking up and deciding they can never get married and never be together. So seeing all the ladies cry and remembering this prior to that, I'm like, this is great. I love it. I'm like, this, are, <laughs> this is, I mean, this is sad, but great. Like, so it was, that is my comic recommendation. So yeah. What number is that again? It's one, I'm sorry, 290. 290. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a great, great mm-hmm. book. Ooh, that's wonderful. So, yeah. You got a comic recommendation for us, Cousin Dave? Um, well, I saw that one with Jake Sisko and um, um, who was the other one? Oh, it was like Alexander, right? And it was like an alternate timeline when they went to Starfleet and you were like hating it in the chat. So yeah, I wasn't going to bring that one But that's the only thing I could think of. Um, so it's a comic that's not even out yet? Yeah. It's coming out soon. Classic Cousin Dave never gets my four masses. No. <laughs> Classic Dave. Classic yeah. Dave. Yeah. Ah, there we go. There's my copy. But the one before it too, when she's making out with oh, Forge. Yeah. There. Oh my god. Beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Same one. It. Love it. All right. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. Who's everybody? You, you don't represent you don't represent us. I was talking about you. You represent you. That is my favorite, yes. Thank you. Yeah. You don't like the movie, change the channel. <laughs> Where's the remote taking us tonight? Well, let me tell you a little story about a group of misfits that society didn't like the way they looked and uh, judged them based on that. And they they lived on Lost Boys. They lived on a far off island where they were uh, taken under the uh, looked to a a savior type character to to rule them. A man who is also Lord of the Flies. Power issues. You're getting much closer. Lost. (laughs) Also getting closer. My suggest. My my recommendation. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm doing this. Did you again? Are you coughing because of your asthma? No, I don't have asthma. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing. I'm laughing. I'm coughing on my own humor here. Um, yeah. so choking on my own, my own, my own smugness. So my suggestion is the the 1990s classic starring Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer, The Island oh, of no. Doctor no. No. <laughs> A movie so profoundly strange. That it needs to be seen to be believed. The effects work in it is gorgeous. So you can appreciate that. However, almost everything else about this movie is insane. It spun off a couple of documentaries about how messed up the production of this was. And because Brando was a lunatic at this point in his life. Um, And uh, I mean, David Thewlis is in it, which is cool. I like him. But uh, aside from that, it is something that's really got to be seen to be believed. I'd say get a group of friends together, have a few drinks. And laugh because this movie is so profoundly bad, but yet oddly charming in a really bad way. It's almost charming, like is that the word? I th- I find it confounding. It's like you're watching it and it's not entertaining. Well, no, it's like you're distracted because you're asking yourself if you're being entertained the entire time. You're like, is is this entertainment? Is this what's happening right now? 
So one time during uh, on Mark Maron's podcast, he had um, uh, Ron Perlman on, and Perlman told a story about working in that movie because uh, it was a dream of his to get to meet Brando. And he said uh, Brando had an earpiece in. He had a guy in the other room feeding him his lines during his scenes. He didn't engage with anybody really. He uh, he was so fat he could barely like get around sets and stuff. And 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 um, at one point when he was coming up with his character for the movie. Uh, I'm guessing when he originally talked to Richard Stanley, the original director, before he got kicked off the movie because of Brando, which is a whole part of the story as well. But he, they made the decision because his character was the lawgiver who was like in like the charge of the law on the island. I believe that character was played by uh, Bella Gosi in the original Island of Lost Souls, which is a really good adaptation. Um, Charles Dutton plays uh, Moreau in that. Um, which Criterion has out, but you can you can find it. It's a really it's a, it's that's probably the best version of this of the Doctor Moreau story. So he he decided to make the character blind because this guy's representation of justice. So he's like, I'll make him blind. It'll be poetic, justice blind. So he he did the scene with Brando. He's so excited, and then Brando like calls over the the, the dude and says to him, like, I don't like this guy. Let's get rid of him. You know, I don't like him. Let's kick him off the movie. And he's like, and then he's like. Well, well, Brando, like he, like Merlin, he he just got here. Like we we paid a lot of money to have him come do this. Um, like he's a big part of the show. You know, like, I don't like him. We think get rid of him. You know, and he anyway. So he did, and they kept him there. And but he could always tell that Brando didn't like him. So <laughs> they they did another scene later. It was a big scene between just these two characters. And when they're when they stop the scene and they're they're doing turnarounds where they're they're turning the camera around to get it from the other angle. Um, Brando could barely move, so they brought him food or whatever wherever he stopped. So he just sat there, and because of all the makeup that Proman had on, he couldn't really do anything either. So he's just sitting there waiting for them to do this. So they do the scene again, and then Brando <laughs> looks at him. They, they've done scenes together for a, quite a while now, and Brando looks at him and goes, uh, and he stares at the eyes of the of the character and he goes, are, "Are you playing this thing blind?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he goes. Oh, he had no idea. So he like he, he had no idea the character was supposed to be blind. He didn't read it in the script because he never read the scripts. He just literally he thought this guy was acting weird and didn't want to tell him why and just <laughs> shut him down the entire time. He, he said they got along okay-ish after that, but it was just like very strange that Brando just like realized halfway through shooting that the character he was he was doing the scene with was supposed to be blind. Yeah, it's Brando. Uh, when he, on the score, he, like he wouldn't even be on the set when uh, direct Frank Oz was the director was on the set. He kept calling him Miss Piggy whenever he was not in his presence. He's like, well, you know, it just was like, uh, yeah, like a lunatic at this point in his life. Just, yeah, I don't think that was this movie. That was a different movie, wasn't it? That was the score. Yeah, that was on the score. Oh, it was the around, score. Sorry, All right. it was around the same time. Like they were filmed, like you know, maybe. Well, if you want pos possibly the best Frank Oz performance, check out the uh, the movie um, uh, Innocent Blood. It's a uh, John Landis movie about a female vampire that only hunts bad people to eat them. But then one of her prey, a uh, Italian mob boss played by Frank Loja, survives and then starts turning all of his mafia dons into vampires. And then her and a and a cop have to uh, I think Anthony Paglia plays a cop have to team up to stop them. It's Really good. It's one of the best movies that no one's ever heard of. You should definitely check. Sounds it out. Sounds good. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's called Innocent Blood. Innocent Blood. It'd be a great Halloween watch because it's centered around vampires. I told uh, Davin on Hold Up, we have to do some vampire movies sometime. Maybe that's a 100%. good one. Hundred percent. I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, season three. Bring season me on. Three. Bring. Okay, I'll be on that episode and I'll bring that movie because it's one of the best. It's so good. There you go. If you need, if you need me to. We'll have you and Dave both on that episode. Vampires. 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 Vamp
<laughs> uh, perhaps you better take over from here. And, and in true Davin fashion, he'll pick like the the Fritz Lang or the original like Nosferatu, F N Merton Murnau Nosferatu silent black and white movie. <laughs> Actually, would be a bad choice, but <laughs> but knowing your usual picks, it'd probably be that that or there weren't a Herzog version. There's so many Klaus Klaus, what was his name? Klaus Klaus Kinski. Yeah. Oh, the what the original guy? Yeah, the uh, yeah. In the original Nosferatu, Max Schreck played. Yeah. yeah, Max Schreck. That's the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll bring the the Willem Dafoe remake. It's a good movie too. Um, uh, well, that's not a remake. That's Shadow of the Vampire. I know. Which is the whole other yeah. thing. Willem Dafoe is yeah. also in uh, that. Uh, what's that other one? Daybreakers. Oh, yeah. that is actually a very interesting uh, vampire, vampire movie. movie too. It's yeah. not bad. It's not great, but it was all right. It, it made enough interesting points to be. Enough to watch, but I don't know if I'd rewatch. Yeah, that. only once. It's like a one and done. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. saw it at a film festival when it came out. Uh, sweet tunes for the X Goons gonna be short and sweet. Go listen to the Isley Brothers. It'll make you feel good. I saw them live. They're amazing. Go listen to the Isley Brothers. All right, let's move on to our next segment. Uh-huh. We don't even have to change it from the last time because we had X Man Dan on last episode, so we can use the same segment. And we can get some Dan time. Ooh. So, Dan, being a nerd like we all are. Nerd. Uh, what do you what nerdy shit do you blow your money on? We all have it. Oh, Andre God, it's gremlins yeah. and shit. This past time I've so many vintage toys from like X-Men, the 90s toy biz run. My husband was going to kill me when I brought them all home. They were amazing. I love them all. I'm like, oh, they're so That's fun. when you say they're Christmas presents for him. They're like, no, these are for you. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I, yeah. I, it, it makes me so happy to hear other like other people's like beleg, beleaguered partners that are also like just putting up with your nerdiness. Yeah. We all like, have you those. Know, yeah, like every time. I think a little part of my wife's soul died every time we were in Vancouver and I stopped to go into a record store. I'm like, well, just, just one more. I'll just go check out this one. She'd oh, yeah. be like, huh? Yeah. A bunch of toys. It was great. Yeah. I'm so happy to have gotten them. So <laughs> yeah, that's me. So is yeah. that the full set behind you? No, this is the full set of the new ones. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. Right. And the, the, the six inch set. And then the, Eric and Julia love books. Yeah, making the big ones. Yeah, the big ones and the small ones without candles. The sacred tome we call it on this show. Yeah, make sure I set. I mean, try to set it up behind me just specifically for this. We have to like stare into space. Looks good. Sacred. They're good looking figures. They are good look. They're really even the the six inch figures are really good looking. I'm like pleased with them. So yeah, but I like them more there. So yeah, I, I like them. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> I couldn't get myself bring myself to get into me. I'm not going mad. From the mind of Vader. Oh. <laughs> What's up, Dave? What's on your mind? Oh man, I just crashing the show. Uh, What's happening? I was like, I was in the studio. I was just coming off the Big Brother podcast, um, oh, and uh, I was like, you know, I, I knew it was your last episode of like the proper, like the old cartoon mm-hmm. and i was like you know I, I they're on late i just wanted to pop in and say hello very late um yeah. you know and uh um, just uh, wish you guys a great job uh i guess not wish it's more a reality uh say uh you guys did a great job uh doing this show for all these episodes and getting through them Agreed. all i know I, i've i've done a bunch of these 
myself and i know it's a it's a commitment and great job uh, all around and all the great guests you guys have had in your run here uh, more to come awesome. more to come i feel like we're uh, did you agree with young samuel that we should do a series retrospective yeah, yeah that would be a nice like look like in the whole MZ. podcast retrospective like in the mms uh, award ceremony style perhaps yeah, like, do you guys feel like you have been sh- your your view on the show has changed after having gone through this, like, and talked about all these episodes? Well, like long? Andre even mentioned earlier, this episode is like season five is not as bad as everyone says it is. The animation does go flying off a cliff, but like, it's it's still fine. My biggest takeaway would probably be that I, I, in hindsight, being that I only saw scattered episodes of the show, I always thought it was sort of just like a a, a like for the time period. A pretty good superhero show, but all in all, was fairly dismissible. Um, you know, but after watching it again, I've been like, well, there's a lot of really redeeming, cool stuff here, and uh, I'm really happy to, uh, really happy to discover a lot of the the really artistic merit the show had, not just being a comic thing, being a, uh, you know, an actual show that had something to say. A lot of times, I mean, like everything, it has bad episodes and good episodes, but there are a lot of quite. I mean, it, Davin usually keeps score of all the the ratings. I, you know, there are very few that fall beneath a, a six or, you know, or mm-hmm. seven. So, which is pretty good. You know, you can't yeah, really just, complain just, about it. It's a couple of stinkers that we yeah, for particularly sure. hard on, but not many. But uh, net positive yeah. sounds like. And, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, and just having that familiarity with every episode, I find that I really, like, when I finished the original series uh, one we did, and uh, well, we're almost done D Space Nine, but even having done six seasons of D Space Nine, I'm just like, I know that show now. I know, you know, and Enterprise as well, which we're almost wrapped up on. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's a fun. Well, look, it's it was a really good show, and X Men '97 has its work cut out for us. Just well, we're gonna have to re- can't rest on its laurels. You know? We're gonna have to redo the logo to say X rated '97 when that comes. Oh out. yeah, we're gonna get a sick like video opening. We're gonna we're gonna step it up for that. Jesus Christ! I'm excited yeah, we, for that. It's been a long show, time can coming. We show footage like... from the show. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> Talk to Murphy. I task him with these things. Um, Murphman. Yeah, Murphman. Do we um, lose our guest? Is he? Did he go? Well, it's, he's turned uh, off his camera. Uh, yeah, he turned off his camera. Can you hear us, Daniel? He's also no, if he can, he'll be. Maybe back. something's going on. Well, look, there's the been nonstop or... sirens. Oh, he's back. Oh, yeah. We worried the sirens were taking effect on you. They, they took me over. They took me over. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. Sorry. Oh, that's totally uh, fine. No worries. I always have to go to the bathroom while we're filming this, and I but I just wait and then run, <laughs> screaming to the bathroom afterwards. Yeah, I used to do that. Like, hold the baby. I'm like, I can't hold the baby. No time. <laughs> No time. <laughs> no time for babies. This is no time to talk about time. This is I love that he like it's almost like he just runs and pushes like just like face palms right out of the way. Out of my way. <laughs> well, you know what? There's one more thing we can do here. Hey, look who I found coming to join the party. Glad y'all decided to join the party. We can party like it's apostrophe 97. Now, there's nothing new, I don't think, about the cartoon. But they they have been saying that they're starting to uh, look for a writer for the X-Men movie, whatever that's going to be. Um, yeah, what is that going to be? Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I just hope they pick the right writer. That's all. Like Someone very familiar with the material. 
would be better than what's happening. UE Bowl, I think, would be the best choice. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I think comic writers can write movies. Like, you know, many do. They don't have, they, yeah, they don't have to find some guy from Hollywood that's many novelists like write a lot of, comic of books like and... NCIS or something. They're like, yeah, let's make him the... those uh, Daniel guys. They'd be good. I think. Oh, they would be great. The Quants or the, yeah. the Daniels. Or the Daniels from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Like, Daniels I could see that. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. If I they know X Men, uh, you know, I mean, they might. You know, I wonder if you ask them, do you know anything about X Men? If they said no, then maybe not. But mm. um, there are a lot of directors that I think are really cool that I'd like to see take a stab at it. Um, actually, one guy I'm a huge fan of is uh, Jeremy Solner, uh, and uh, who did uh, oh god, Green Room. Have you ever seen that movie? Patrick Stewart's in it. Uh, but and making Blair the guy that's doing the new uh, Toxic Crusader, Toxic Avenger movie, um, looks uh, looks pretty cool too. So they they would be neat. He they have a, an interesting eye for that sort of stuff. I think would be cool. I'm super interested about that Toxie movie. We'll see. Oh, dude, I'm super pumped. The director is yeah. and the writer is one of my favorite writers and directors. So I think it's gonna be yeah. fantastic. Very good, very it's gonna good. be fun. Do you see the trailer? Oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna a big be... fan of the original. I had all the toys and everything like. And maybe we should do it. Well, I'm not going to give you an idea for a future rating podcast because you're just going to ever take it from me and go give it to somebody else. Oh, Andre's a little sour about the gargoyles wow. thing, Dave. Why? A little sour. It was my idea to do it. Idea. And he's like, we're oh. doing it now, whether you're ready or not. And I'm like, ah. Uh, and he's like, too late. The time is I now. I was saving you an uh, obligation. Well, I shouldn't have said it in the first place. I would have done it. I, I was good. Right. I think it's, I think like the idea of doing calling it G rated was funny to me after X. No, that's fine. I think it's a great name, actually. Yeah. Um... G rated, the Gargoyles <laughs> animated review show. Right. Yeah. What do you think of that, Daniel? Yeah, I think it's actually <laughs> kind of cool, actually. Sorry. Man. Well, the timing is the Sorry, Devin's dead to me now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, oh, my well. God. You guys. Sorry, Daniel. We can start you. I can't wait to start the new X rated ninety seven with Daniel Blanchard as my. Co-host. Oh my god! Yikes! <laughs> not, not, not. X rated with Andre and Daniel and Ryan. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. and then I'll just be Davin. Then uh, then we'll slowly start disappearing as Davin's killing us. And then Dave and I will crash the podcast. We're like, you can't take this from us. <laughs> we, I think we. Yes, I think we can all. Uh, we are the UFP. <laughs> but yeah so hopefully they get a good writer good director yeah you know though the rumors that i like these rumors that they're going to kick it off without wolverine is the perfect perfect way to go well being they kicked it off before with him it seems like a a smart choice well they tried to kick it off without him in their little reboot with the first First class yeah yeah but that yeah, was... and then immediately felt bad and brought him back. They made yeah, it all they about him again in the next one. Yeah, threw a cameo in. Yeah. <laughs> and even reference it. I always thought it was so funny in like the the second one where he, you know, he's the center point again, and he has to go back and save them when like you know Xavier's all like uh, downtrodden and distraught and like giving up his dream at this point in his life. When Wolverine shows like, what did you say to me when we tried to approach you years ago? Fuck off, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like the fact he even brought it back as like a thing was like that was so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess it's one segment remaining. Uh, and no homework. All I need now is for you to contact your students, Professor. 
Well, you know, you guys have been such good students and you've done all of your homework for five solid seasons. Uh, how many episodes of the show are there in total? 90, Seven, I don't know. 70, 70 something. Uh, yes, 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 what you said. What 70, <laughs> what I said, <laughs> I what I just, when, when, I, when I trailed <laughs> off, that's what I said. Uh, seven, yeah, I'm very quickly. 76 episodes. Right, 76 yeah, yeah. episodes. So you've watched all 76 episodes and uh, and you guys so good. So you know what? No homework. You guys have been good. Um, but I mean, just in retrospect, thanks for everything. It's been a great show. I know it's not over yet and we'll be back. Davin, I guess, and I are still figuring out what the next step's going to be. We'll, we'll do the retrospective next, episode. Uh, next, I, I think we probably got an interview coming up next as long oh. as your schedule permits there, Andre. Is that the one, the, the same one I have or is there another one? Oh, yes. I remember now. Um, yeah, yeah. yep, yeah. Well, I'm back now, so likely can't do Tuesday, so we got to figure something out. But well, actually, yeah, we got an interview next after next week, probably will be a week off anyway because I'm in a play, uh, so mm. it's production week. But after that, my schedule is more open because I don't have rehearsals on Mondays or Thursdays right. anymore, so um, we'll then I can so. be wide open for that. So that's cool, so. that'll be a very fun interview. We're gonna do that, we'll yep. do the retrospective episode, and then we're either gonna do the movies or X Men Evolution or Wolverine and the X Men. Well, no, we're gonna come. Yeah, we're gonna do the movies, but we're, movies first we're gonna we're gonna do that interview, and then we'll come back with Generation X with Jamil Robinson. <laughs> oh, he's gonna he's gonna watch it with us. Oh, he's yeah. so excited to talk. So about we are, are gonna do the movies then. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, starting so with Generation X. Yeah. So we'll be <laughs> starting Matt Fruit. <laughs> There's so much stuff to mine here. I'm glad we're doing this one just because I know it was supposed to be a backdoor pilot to a show that never got picked up, and I'm sure it's gonna be atrocious, but. uh <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a fun time capsule of like that time period right around now in history where Blade was sort of doing well and X-Men was this was before the X-Men movie came out, right? Yeah. yeah. So they were Blade just, TV show. I do with Kirk Sticky Fingers Jones. Yeah, like, yeah. David in the credit Sticky <laughs> yeah, Fingers. Yeah, Sticky oh, Fingers. Sticky Fingers. Um and uh you know like that time that time period where they kept throwing shit at the wall because and trying to mm. get something to stick. Like with like the Lundgren Punisher movie and then the Captain America movie and, and all that sort of stuff. It's uh it's a real, real strange sort of time period of comic fandom because everyone was so hungry to get something, you know, to get something you love in a, as a TV show. And at that point, this is all they're like, look, we'll throw Generation X at you and <laughs> see if that sticks. Okay, that's not a New York stereotype. That's like the third or fourth cop during this podcast. Well, in fact, that's a lot of cops. <laughs> it's somebody you can hear them better than I can because I'm like, there's cops in your own. Like, yeah, you little known them. fact, Daniel lives in the murder capital of New York. Yeah, he's like oh, in yeah. the worst neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I live in Chelsea. It's not the worst neighborhood. I'm a cop So sorry about that. Like, watch tomorrow. Yeah. We'll find out like the worst, like like yeah. you know the, the worst event happened in New York last night, and we're just like Dan- Daniel Blanchard. Daniel Blanchard has blah blah blah. <laughs> like, oh no, what happened? This is in multi. Yeah, right, uh, they call him the slasher of Chelsea. Yes, because they this is in <laughs> Chelsea slasher, deranged serial killer Daniel Blanchard. Cops descending on his house right now. They're like circling, they're like, like SWAT teams are circling. He's just like on a podcast. Just, it's like previously on X Men had us just like on display. The Lee Walls are becoming. Each victim f- found with uh, six stab wounds, strangely enough. <laughs> and a bunch of action figures. Snickety from stick. <laughs> yeah, the, each victim found with an X slashed in their chest. <laughs> well, on that note, you can support the show 
at patreon.com slash X-Men Review Show, like Daniel does, like Ryan does, like oh, MZ thanks, Daniel. Does. I'm glad you like the show, man. It means I like you guys. Yeah. And Jamil. And Jamil as well. We're up to four. Ooh. <laughs> Jamil's back. I thought he was only on for a while. No, Jamil never left. Oh, oh good old Jamil. I'm looking forward to, to watching a terrible movie and talking about it with him. Yeah. <laughs> and you can contact us at xmemreviewshow at gmail.com. Follow us at YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And find our audio-only version wherever you get your podcast. And please like, review, subscribe to us. To our newsletter. Which we don't have. But, you know, <laughs> if we ever had one. It has to be, it'd be a short-listed. Yeah. And you can find us at ufpodcast.com. We're, and we, which we are a proud member of, of course, the United Federation of Podcasts. Hey, Dave, you're here. You want to do the rundown? Sure. United Federation of Podcasts featuring so many great podcasts from uh, a lot of the same podcasters like Davin, myself, and many others like uh, Davin and Murphy doing movie ho- podcasts every second Wednesday uh, in a theme. Now in season two of that show, we just did space movies. Uh, I was did. on there talking about th- Apollo 13 and Ad Astra and Outland. Wow, you actually picked three good movies for a space, like decent. Well, we had this we is the first. This is the first like mix, like properly mixed. I think space movie, uh, the properly mixed movie selection you've you've had. I think. Yeah, it was all. We all got along. We all agreed, and it yep. was kind of like a good night, everybody. And it was. I think you guys need that every once in a while. Otherwise, Davin and Murphy's going to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah, likely. It's almost happened a few times. Uh, and, you know, while you're checking out our Patreon, you can get all this sweet merch. Check out all this Ooh, sweet where's merch. Where's my Manito's right shirt, Dad? I'm still waiting. I know. It, Christmas. Eyebrows. Ooh, eyebrows, and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah, are good. Yeah, I told you guys. Eyebrows. That, that's from uh, a Kirby. I think that was a Kirby-inspired. Looks Kirby. Then, yeah. So Kirby did have some oh, pretty yeah. intense uh, eyebrow, actually. Eyebrows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super Mater Brothers podcast we were on tonight. We are brothers! We are brothers! Uh, Man, that we, clip gets a lot of play. Yeah. We, we pl- we're on, uh, we were talking Big Brother 25, and we're also talking Survivor 45 right now. And uh, every now and then, the Mary Mater Marvel Society gets together and talks about the new MCU drop. Uh, whether I think, I guess, we got um, Loki next, or we have the Marvels. I'm not yeah, sure Loki's next. Yeah, so we'll talk about Loki next. So look out for that. First two episodes were good. Yeah, I gotta catch up. I'm so far behind. I'm into the show. I like Loki's one of the, the shows they're doing right in that in that mm-hmm. uh, franchise at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Mary Marvel Society. That's right. And uh, well, Andre, what's happening over on? Uh... Uh, well, uh, I have uh, upcoming guest Stephen E. Grant coming on the show. Gordon, uh, you're never going to oh get God. this right. You're right. I'm never going to get this right. Stephen E. Gordon. I also spelled That's it. I'm doing wrong. the interview. I'm doing the interview. Uh, for, 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 for you, man. Uh, Stephen E. Gordon, who uh, you know worked uh, with Ralph Bakshi, worked on uh, Wolverine the X-Men or is it X-Men Evolution? Wolverine the Both. X-Men. Both, right. Um, and a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, very cool guy with... Uh, quite a resume so i was supposed to chat with him it was supposed to be an episode monday but uh 
something came up with him and he couldn't make the meeting before and I had vacation, so I didn't have time to come up with someone else. But if you want to, just go listen to the previous episode in which I talked with Dave Mater. You got a reschedule on that uh, Gordon one, though? Yeah, I'm recording on Monday, so uh, it'll oh, be up nice, for nice. the following Monday. Good, good. Good, good. And well, Lebowski says hi. Hi, Lebowski. Good to play. Check out Live Long and Podcasts, our Star Trek channel. All kinds of great uh, Star Trek podcasts coming at you, like uh, reviews of uh, the newest episodes, like Lower Decks, uh, but also some classic episodes. We just finished up the Enterprise rewatch. We only got three episodes left. Um, and uh, we got D Space Nine on the horizon. We got to finish season seven there. Also, the, uh, the other divisions, like Science Division, doing like trivia, debates. Just did two uh, episodes recently. And Luke Cuter's a Trek, uh, mm-hmm. with Dave and Pugsley talking. Season two is coming up. Do you guys break into song every time the Enterprise uh, theme song comes on? Because I feel like that'd be hard not to do. Uh, do Oh, but one episode, Dave and I were fairly drunk, especially Dave. And we sang it. (laughs) Oh, I look forward to hearing that. And Jody was losing his mind. I got faith. It was the Riza episode, too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, he wasn't even gonna let it happen, but Kevin and Adam were like, No, we want to hear this. He's like, What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the great moments. I did get new electric guitars. You want me to back you up? I can do that. Oh, great. Yeah, Yeah, no, uh, sell your Spider Man electric. Freaking cool. We just did the Mirror Universe episodes, and that didn't have Faith of the Heart. That has like the other Mirror Universe intro for those two episodes. Oh, really? That's sweet. So uh, is that the like, one with the Gorn in it? That one? I yeah, it's got the Gorn. It's, uh, it's the Gorn. <laughs> I remember catching that one on TV one time. I was just like flipping the channels and it was on. And I remember I was super excited there was a Gorn on it. And they actually made him scary. So, yeah. yeah the well, now there's, there's xenomorphs. Giant. Now there's xenomorphs. Yeah. That's there's a whole other Gorn or xenomorphs. Yeah. discussion. Yeah. Dad doesn't like it. Uh, and I'm no, because there's xenomorphs. What show are they xenomorphs on? Oh, this one? Strange, Strange New World. Strange New Worlds. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like they lay eggs in you and like they're xenomorphs um, interesting yeah yeah and there's also trivial debates yep new episode yeah, coming yep. up horror themed episode yep. yep coming up next week had to postpone it had a baler we're back though next week and then there'll be a transformers one in uh november oh Devin's oh. gonna explode hey it's mostly to do with the stuff before them. jody's the host he ain't gonna ask no movie questions mm-hmm. <laughs> and even on track talking about uh the dark side of the moon next with uncle gary on his podcast um and something with black sabbath on the horizon and the, and the hellbound and podcast you, and if he that. ever schedules me on we'll be listening to some jazz yeah i keep well, getting bumped for like classic <laughs> rock genericisms Ugh. well yeah, yeah. um and the hellbound podcast with uh, alex uh, blackburn and michael chan talking horror Yep, that's it. That's our United Federation. Anything you want to plug, Daniel? I'm not a podcaster. I just like listening. So <laughs> I haven't plugged anything besides my own business in New York City, but that has nothing to do with podcasting. So thank you guys for having me on. Oh, dude, no, very happy. Thanks so much for being on yeah, and being a supporter you, and liking the show. Of course, yeah. yeah. Reminding <laughs> us why we do this crazy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Hopefully. catch you next time. Next time. We are looking at the end of the world as we know it. Or the end of the show. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>